Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. How's it going, y'all? I mean, it's super cold outside, which makes me very Christmassy feeling. Oh, it has been amazing, hasn't it? Yeah, it's so cold. If the rain would just be snow instead of rain, it'd be perfect. I know. Were your kids let down today? Well, I mean, that's one of the great FUs from uh, this pandemic, right, is we will never have a snow day again because the kids will just switch to virtual. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that's and true. They wouldn't get to go outside and play, would they? sad. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless their irresponsible parent says, blow your glasses off and go out and play in that snow, <laughs> which would be me. And I, I like say, to thank totally my Texas roots. Oh, yeah. I would like to thank my Texas roots for that, where if it flurried, they would have a fire drill so we could go outside and experience it. <laughs> How are your weeks? Besides it being delightfully cold here, is it delightfully cold up there, Anthony? Uh, well, we're supposed to get that remnants of uh, whatever tropical storm or hurricane is heading our way now. And uh, mm-hmm. apparently, they'll know more tomorrow, but could turn into a big snowstorm up here. So <gasps> oh, my goodness. Say. Thursday rubbing in, rubbing in. That's so exciting, though. Yeah. You work from home, so you can at least look at the snow outside of your window as opposed to not having to go to work, right? Yep, that's true. Ellie has been asking all every day how far, how long until Halloween. Is she trick or treating this year, Tom? No. Is she dressing up? Yes. She's going to (gasps) be Nancy Drew. Oh, oh, my goodness. Nancy Drew is good at investigating. So Christine has her Nancy Drew outfit. We have her sleuthing bag with all of her sleuthing stuff in it. And we made a little notebook where we're putting all of the, the clues on where she can go get all of her prizes around the house and in the yard. And then we're going to also do trick-or-treating. And so her grandparents are coming over. They'll be in a room. Her godmother will be virtually in a room for her to come trick-or-treat from. My mom and my nephew are going to be in a room for her to go trick-or-treating from. So we're trying to make this much of a fun experience as possible. That's, That's really cute. And we got a pinata for her. We overcompensated with a bunch of decorations and spent a lot more money than we should have on Halloween decorations. <laughs> and we bought a nugget. I don't know if you all know nuggets. They're like couches that mm-hmm. are built for making forts and stuff for kids. Oh, you know what? I oh. know those. Yeah, those look awesome. Uh, Ellie already has one, but we got bought a second one. So we're going to set up the nugget to look like a monster. We got the big googly eyes on it and uh, bunting to look like teeth. And so after she's done all of her stuff, while she goes and gets her um, pajamas on, we're going to set that up. And then she's going to come out and we're going to have a family movie night on her nuggets on the ca- in the living room and camp out in the living room and eat s'mores. So. Oh, you're going to camp out in the, like all night, camp out in the living room? We'll see how long she makes it. Yeah, that's always it, right? We've started occasionally drugging our child to get her to go to sleep, so it's been a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We do melatonin is a lifesaver yeah. for kids who have anxiety and can't sleep. Yeah, melatonin is awesome. Oh, I'm a big fan now. What are your kids going to do? Are they going trick-or-treating? Yes. Um, Jude and Gabe are. Hannah got a Perry the Platypus onesie to wear while she takes Jude trick-or-treating. So that should be fun. And then we're handing out candy in our driveway. So oh, that's cute. We're committing should, and we're having should, the Halloween. You, you should throw it at children instead. Should I? That'd be fun. I think so. Catch. 
Well, we're a full-size candy bar house, so Moves we faster, could really fatty. hurt somebody. Ellie loves there's a house last year that did in our neighborhood did full-size candy bars and every time we drive by it she still to this day points out he's the one that gave me the king-size candy bar (laughs) (laughs) so i went to the city for the first time since this pandemic started and it was like the best like no traffic no foot traffic it was the first time i didn't like get overloaded walking through that city just from like anger having to push through crowds it was the most delightful trip in and i hate seeing the city like that frankly obviously but like you gotta admit that's you know it's delightful for my temperament so that's kind of what you... we were thinking about disney if we had gone right was it'd be kind of sad at the same time as awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a trip you know what else was a trip shrek the halls that's right. So tonight we're covering the 2007 Shrek the Hall special. With our laziest segue yet. <laughs> Julia, do you want to give us a synopsis for this special? In Shrek the Halls, it is seen and realized that Shrek has no idea about what Christmas is and makes it clear to Donkey that ogres don't celebrate Christmas. But in the end, he gives in and decides to prepare for Christmas in his own ogre way. With the help of Fiona and their kids, he eventually gets ready for Christmas, but there is a twist in the story. But finally, everything turns out fine. Are you serious? Who wrote that? That was bad. That was not (laughs) good. Shrek is forced to get on board with a holiday he doesn't understand when his wife tells him that, that she's looking forward to Christmas. Shrek makes sure that we know that Christmas is not a holiday for ogres. So he goes into town to learn everything he can about Christmas. His goal, make Christmas for his family perfect. Make Christmas great again. These plans are thwarted when Donkey brings all of the characters that we know from Shrek to Shrek's house. Shrek blows up and ruins Christmas for everybody. Only to find at the end the true meaning of Christmas in love, forgiveness, friends, and family. Our point of walking through the plot now because he summed it up in like 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> um, so no, Shrek, there's a lot Shrek, to talk about in that though, right? There, there is. So Shrek I the love Halls, that- it was an animated sequel to Shrek the Third. It was a media follow-up, aired on TV that year. Uh, so it was what a shameless your... grab for money is what it was. Let's be honest. They beat just, just like DreamWorks does horse. with all their stuff. Every single DreamWorks franchise has a Christmas special that they have yeah. aired. It's not TV. just Christmas specials. It's that everything's getting beat with the Dead Horse. Uh, did you all see on Disney Plus the new like beginnings of Olaf yep. short that Disney did? Have it's basically it like, ooh, let's watch this. Let's watch the entire first movie of, of Frozen. But from a slightly different angle, so we can see Olaf was there. Like that was like the Lion King one and a half. Oh, it was a hundred percent. So, Shrek the Halls and Shrek the franchise history, Julia. Um, yeah, I watched the first one in theaters. Um, gosh, when did the first one even come out? I feel like it was early college, right? High schoolish, early college, something like that. It was like early two thousands. The set, I mean, two thousand one came out in two thousand seven, okay. and that's basically the fourth thing. Okay, but the first one was twenty oh one, right? Okay, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, so I I saw it in the theaters, and I really liked the first Shrek like so much. It was fresh, and it made me laugh, and I thought it was really funny because I love Mike Myers. He's one of my favorite. Um. Don't remember seeing the other ones. Maybe I saw the second one. I'm not sure if I've seen like the third one. (laughs) But this one we do watch whenever it's on during the Christmas season, right? It's one of those good background Christmas special things to have on. I don't love it, but it's there. It's a little Christmassy. What about you, Anthony? Uh, I saw Shrek in theaters. And I really liked it. Like you said, it was fresh and new. And it was just a lot of fun, right? I mm. mean, the toilet humor, that's something I don't like in any movie. But I mean, with a character, with an ogre, I guess it makes sense. 
I can accept it more in an animated film that is all around good than like a live action movie where they're just indulging in that stuff, you know? Right. Um, I saw the second one in theaters and I love the second one. I think the second one's the best in the franchise. It's one of those very movies that's better than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen them all though. Three and four, blah. Uh, the ride at Universal, Shrek 4D is awesome. Ooh. I met Shrek and Donkey at Universal and Fiona. Donkey. And Donkey's fun. He interacts with you. You know, he says your name, he asks where you're from, and then he tells you, oh, sounds boring. And, uh, <laughs> you know, makes donkeys wise, crappy jokes. And, you know, it's fun. I, I love I love the whole twist on all these fairy tales in Shrek, really. Like, all the ancillary characters are hilarious. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I really liked the second Shrek, because they really gave them more screen time. Um, Is that the one with so Justin yeah. Timberlake? No, that's the third one. The second one is with oh. John Cleese and Julie Andrews and Jennifer Saunders and... Oh, that one was really good. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. That's the one where they introduced Puss in Boots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but this one, yeah, I, I see it on TV every year. I watch it every year. It's it's fun. It's cute. You know, it's not like amazing, but it's exactly what you want from an animated special on TV. Like, it's colorful. It's family friendly. It feels Christmassy. And, you know... I needed this today, so I'm glad mm-hmm. we're covering it. So, what about you, Tom? Um, I saw the first one with Christine back in the early days when we were dating. It wasn't in the theaters or anything. I think it was when we had the uh, when I had uh, my blockbuster account, or maybe it was Hollywood Video. We rented it and watched mm-hmm. it. It was funny. It was cute. It like the Pirates of the Caribbean. I really liked the first one, and never followed up with the series. It was it just didn't leave enough for me to be excited about watching more. Well, you gotta watch the second one. The second one's really good. I wouldn't go past that, but the second one's really good. Yeah. I don't know. Just this one. It. This one was okay. This one. This one ticked the check the boxes for me. It was good. Let's run through the cast really quickly. So Mike Myers returns as the voice of Shrek. I am not a Mike Myers fan. He is down in that Adam Sandler's category for me. I can't stand the guy. Uh, hey, you know, move now. <laughs> I, I would honestly say Shrek is my favorite role of his. That's how much I hate this guy. Uh, but he's famous, obviously, for SNL. He's in Wayne's World, Austin Powers. Uh, You'll be crying your eyes out on your giant pillow tonight after this, Anthony. Yeah, do you even like So I Married an Axe Murderer? No, it was okay. Oh, it was just okay. Blasphemy, blasphemy, yeah, blasphemy. Uh, he, was in, he was in The Love Guru. He was in The Cat in the Hat, which was terrifying. Oh, awful. That was just as, that was, that movie was just as bad as the live action Grinch. I knew you I knew the minute I said it, I really you... regret saying it. Uh, <laughs> He was in Bohemian Rhapsody recently. He was actually decent yeah. in that. Uh, so, yeah. You guys are Mike Myers fans. What's your favorite Mike Myers? Woman. My favorite Mike Myers. Man. She was a thief. You gotta believe. She stole my heart and my cat. And my cat. That's my favorite, too. Me well, too. I don't know if you're saying that's your favorite, but hundred percent. So I married an ex murderer. Hundred. It's also one of my top ten favorite comedies of all time as well. So hundred percent, I would put it in my top ten as well. It is a movie that no matter how many times I watch it, I am still in stitches. <laughs> and Mike Myers does multiple roles in it as he's want to do. Mm-hmm. I hate when actors do that. <laughs> I think for the rest of the episode, I'm just going to refer to Anthony as head. Oh. I like his Scottish when he does Scottish dialects too, and all the. I mean, I like his voice and that one. Um, I like so many of his characters on Saturday Night Live too. Me too. He was one of my favorite SNL actors. I'm I'm gonna say this characters. I and this is saying something because I don't really enjoy this guy as an actor either. I preferred Martin Short over this guy. Oh. Not even close. Not even. Yeah, right. It's not even close. Thank you Anthony. for agreeing with me. You don't even Anthony. like coffee talk? Coffee talk? Coffee talk. Coffee talk. 
Well, we'll have coffee. We'll talk. I find that offensive. You did. You did it. You did did not find that offensive. I I find that offensive. I find bad New York dialect offensive. Where my, I went on a, there was a time where I really did not like Mike Myers, but it was all connected to the Austin Powers franchise, which is one of the worst franchises out there. There is nothing redeemable about that movie. I, very rarely is there a comedy where I do not laugh, right? Mm-hmm. But that one, there's nothing funny about it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't laugh at Better Watch Out or The Grinch. There's tons of comedies you don't laugh at. Uh, I, they're just not good ones. I don't have a very high bar for comedy, so if it doesn't meet my expectations, man, you know it's bad. <laughs> he likes Adam Sandler, remember? Yeah. Did y'all uh, see? Enough said. Yes, I Did saw it. What'd you think? See what? See what? Oh, did you watch Hubie Halloween? I Hubie Halloween? Yet. Oh, it's yes, so funny. It is Which so funny. Anthony? If that gets a freaking sequel, it just proves that like Hollywood is out of ideas. Like it is straight it. up, it is straight up Halloween Waterboy. <laughs> it is classic, good old Adam Sandler. Uh, okay, you have to admit his grandma's shirts were hilarious. They were okay. If that were anything else, you're just bringing your, you're just, bring, get, get out of here with your Adam Taylor hate. Son, <laughs> head. So playing donkey. <laughs> Can we go, or shouldn't Fiona come first? Isn't she more important than donkey in this? Eddie Murphy's second build. Really? So, yep. So. Is a woman. Well, donkey does have more to say. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't shut up. Uh, no, he does <laughs> Doing the voice of Donkey, somebody we've covered on the show before, Eddie Murphy, so we won't get into his uh, credits again. But I will say, Donkey channeled all of us in those first few minutes of the special when he was constantly counting down to Smiths throughout all of the seasons. And that's that all I could think about. Um, <laughs> uh, another person who covered on the show before. I don't, oh, I don't sorry, know sorry. how, I was going to say, I don't know how Eddie Murphy went from like making movies that. I was never allowed to watch as a child. I remember he was one of the actors that my grandparents were like, no, to making kid and family movies. That's a huge shift for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've got to admit, whatever you think of the Shrek franchise, Donkey is a beloved character with millions of kids around the world. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. Probably, I would imagine, three hosts of a certain Christmas podcast. I love Donkey. Yeah, I love Donkey. <laughs> I love his cute little half dragon babies too. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so cute. There's so many cute babies in this special. Uh, Shrek's happy. babies are freaking adorable. Yeah, I love them. Uh, someone else we've covered on the show before, Cameron Diaz, does the voice in Princess Fiona. So we won't go through her credits again. Uh, I think making our first appearance on this show, Antonio Banderas plays another fan favorite. Antonio Puss Banderas. Boots, who has some first. of my favorite parts in this special, which you'll get. Which we'll get to. Um, I know which one, what one of them is. I bet. <laughs> but Antonio Banderas, he has been in Philadelphia, Interview with a Vampire, Desperado, Assassins, Evita, The Mask of Zorro. He was in the Spy Kids series. Uh, he was in nine. Well, since he's been in, what do you what, do? You all like Antonio Banderas? I love Antonio Banderas. What's your favorite Antonio Banderas? The Mask of Zorro is my favorite Antonio Banderas. I'm so upset that never got a sequel. That that was made for a sequel. Yep. That was such a good movie. And I agree with you, by the way. It was such a good, it's such a good remake of that show. And fun fact, The Mask of Zorro was what Bruce Wayne was watching the night his parents died. That was the movie they were seeing. Ooh. Well, not that version, but I mean like some really? version of The Mask of Zorro. Yep. Like the old Disney Channel black and white Mask of Zorro. Well, I mean, yeah. Some I mean, it's not version. that exact version, right? But, but huh. uh, I look favorably upon Antonio Banderas. I won't say he's one of my favorites, but I will not turn off the movie he's in. I really mm-hmm. liked him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, the Thirteenth Warrior was a really good movie, but I think oh, my favorite. I think my favorite Antonio Banderas was when he played Armand, vampire Armand in Interview. Oh, Interview <laughs> with a Vampire. That's getting a TV series. They're adapting those books for TV. Yeah. 
unfortunately, this is Antonio Banderas's only Christmas movie. That is sad. So he seems like the type who will eventually go to Lifetime or something. Doesn't he? I can see that. I think he's too old. Um, have you lately he's sported a beard, like a very um David Letterman beard in some movies? And I mean it's like it it screams lifetime Christmas movie. <laughs> like the best way possible. Providing the voice of Gingy, another fan favorite, Gingy the gingerbread man, who also has one of my favorite stories in this when he's talking about his traumatic Christmas Eve. (laughs) But uh, providing his voice is Conrad Vernon. He has been in a lot of animated stuff. He plays Mason in the Madagascar series. Um, He was in B movie. He's in Monsters vs. Aliens. He's Jamil and Kung Fu Panda. Boss Baby. He's Rico in the Penguins of Madagascar. He's Eugene in Boss Baby. He played multiple voices in the movie Sausage Party. He was at the Trojan Horse and the Emoji movie. And most recently, he played Lurch and a few minor roles in the Adams Family animated movie. How have we brought up? How has Emoji Movie been brought up twice on this episode already? That movie's terrible. This is the first time we were not recording. Oh, okay. Okay. How has the Emoji Movie been up, brought up twice in the time that we've been talking tonight? I don't. <laughs> we've gone this long without ever mentioning it once, and so now it's up twice. <laughs> That's how it happens. I love Boss Baby. That's such a good movie. I do not like that movie. Ellie watched it a while back and uh, insisted that she was the boss for a long time and didn't feel like she should have to listen to us. <laughs> oh, I could see. I wouldn't like it either if we had had that. It gave, it gave very bad lessons. That movie and The Lion King are just awful for Ellie. Why The Lion King? <laughs> she becomes very combative. She likes oh, to she roar at us. She can't wait to be king. She can't wait to kill you all so she can assume. I think that's maybe what it is. She, it's just her <laughs> reminder that I'm going to die and she'll take over. <laughs> don't show her the Santa Claus yeah <laughs> still so dark at the end I'm going into the family business yes you're going to kill your dad one day uh, Cody Cameron provides a voice of Pinocchio and the three little pigs and uh, I love Pinocchio he was in Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs 2 he directed it uh, and he voiced Mr. Weenie in the Open Season franchise. That's about it. I love the Open Season franchise. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs is better than that franchise. I don't like Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. It's too much. I think it's, it's flashy. Cute. The first one. I never saw the second one. So then you would say the first one, not the franchise. You don't know. Tom, There's you're the, the worst. <laughs> I saved you the energy, Anthony. Am I going to get two sides? Am I going to get two sides? I think he was building up to a second side. No, it's a, it, never mind. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm going to say it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. We need we need banter. Well, let's just say uh, there may be a double plan of attack when we hit the melee with Todd. We may have come up with a double plan to take somebody out. You in April? I'm not saying any names. Well, though there are three of us. I am not part of an attack to take anybody out. <laughs> Process of elimination isn't hard here, and also I'm not scared. Uh, it, it might be her. It might be another judge. And I don't think any of our judges are going to come in that biased. I don't know. Julie may have just got another present in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Anthony, as we are, I just have suddenly reminded of a famous saying from game of thrones and that is a lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep <laughs> not surprised a sneaky slimy new yorker is going to do whatever he can to bend the rules to ensure his own victory it just seems to be par for the course for new yorkers this year i'm just trying to uh get some of these judges to uh disregard their oaths of office and <laughs> pledge fealty to me <laughs> Playing the Big Bad Wolf is Aaron Warner, who is an American film producer. He doesn't have a lot of credits to his name acting-wise. I think this is actually the only voice he's ever done. 
he's a producer on the films. Playing he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love his deadpan voice. I do too. <laughs> Playing the three blind mice, voicing them is Christopher Knights. Uh, he is best known for voicing Private, the Penguin in Madagascar series, the dumb young one. <laughs> um, we well, need to get into that Christmas movie. I, lo- I love the penguins. He too. started his filming career working on Where Back, a dinosaur story. Do y'all remember that? I used to love that movie. Did he I really? I remember that. I have yeah. not thought that of that movie. movie in 30 years. I, I haven't either. Love that movie. Oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, such fun. Such, he also, I love these trips down memory lane, y'all. Too. That movie was so good. John Goodman as the T-Rex. Oh, so awesome. That movie used to scare me. That circus guy who preyed on kids' fears and like, oh, yeah. That would awesome. be a good Thanksgiving that. movie to cover because remember they end up in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. They're in the parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Ooh, next year. Next year. Uh, he also voiced Thelonious in the first Shrek movie who was Lord Farquaad's henchman. He always wear the... Helmet and stuff. Was he always in like the knights? It was like the executioner gear. Yeah. The incomparable Frank Welker played Dragon and the Dronky Babies. And uh, he is obviously best known as Fred Jones and Scooby-Doo himself in the Scooby-Doo franchise. Uh, He played voiced Megatron, Curious George, Garfield, Nibbler, Jabberjaw, Speed Buggy. We've covered him before, but he's a legend and that's our main cast so shrek we missed the an opportunity y'all what could have covered the shrek yule log oh and this movie was directed by gary trousdale who direct who directed beauty and the beast the hunchback of notre dame atlantis the lost empire so big name big credit nice big big names good job dude he also yeah. worked on the story for the little mermaid the rescuers down under Aladdin, so the Lion King. So he was behind a bunch of these uh, Disney's greatest. Imagine having the, that kind of, those kind of names under your belt. So, <laughs> so this movie opens up with what you think is a beautiful snowfall on a green mountaintop. But instead, it's Shrek powdering his baby's bottom in the dead heat of summer. <laughs> Which is a total Shrek way to start the movie, I guess. It is. It is. But we soon see the cartoon embodiment of every one of our listeners. Yeah, bounding in, right? Donkey comes in singing Santa Claus is coming to town. And Shrek is like, what are you talking about, Donkey? And Donkey's like, I'm talking about Santa Claus. There's only 159 days till Christmas. <laughs> and then it's our uh, spirit animal well, well then we transition to fall and shrek is like raking leaves and stuff and donkey pops up again only 51 days to christmas get your butt in gear get your marshmallows because without them sweet potatoes are nothing <laughs> <laughs> and shrek is pissed off he's like get out of here donkey and then we finally see it's winter time and it's snowing and Shrek steps outside to shovel and Donkey bounces up singing, singing, dashing through the snow and saying, it's here, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, get everything ready, trim your stockings, hung your chestnuts, roasted the tree, thickify the pudding. <laughs> I like how he's got the little saddlebag on and just kind of tells Shrek, hey, take one. <laughs> oh yeah, to give, he to has give him his card. Christmas cards. Take a few. I got plenty. <laughs> Take a few. I've got plenty. <laughs> and it's at this point, like you said, Tom or Julia, whichever one of you just said it, I realized Donkey is the spirit animal of everyone in the Tis Podcast family. Yep. 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 Yes. I feel like he may have to be the subject of a sticker in the future, Tom, with like only oh, such yeah. and such days till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So Shrek tells Donkey, though, at this point, I'm not doing Christmas. You need to leave. Ogres don't do Christmas. Ogres don't celebrate Christmas. And Donkey warns him, Fiona's going to be disappointed with you. And sure enough, Fiona hears Christmas, comes outside, and surprised 
Shrek is going to do Christmas for her. And Donkey tries to blow his cover. Actually, Princess, I think Shrek needs to talk to you about something. And Shrek covers his mouth and says, of course, but I have to, I have a special Christmas surprise for you, but I need to do something first. And then we get this funny bit where he's traversing like this dangerous landscape (laughs) (laughs) with the really dramatic uh, dun, 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 dun. Like an epic, like an epic, he's on an epic quest, right? Like he's on an epic quest until he gets to to a little village bookstore where that's closing. That's closing, and the lady's trying to rush him out. You know, it's the holidays. She gives him a book all about Christmas and how to celebrate Christmas and says, Follow the book's advice. And Shrek leaves the bookstore saying, How hard can this be? And he finds the town in a panic, running around, people trying to shop, finish last minute shopping, groceries, et cetera. <laughs> Stresses I think everyone is familiar with and has experienced at some time in their life. But Shrek decides to follow the book step by step with his family. And we get this montage set to y'all's favorite song, Christmas Rapping. <laughs> and uh, it worked in this, it worked for this though. It worked really and- well here. I think all the music in this special worked really well. 100%. Even the music I don't normally like, like I'm not a big Christmas rapping fan, like we all know, but it was just cute. I mean, I don't know. It's something about Shrek trying to do Mm -hmm. holidays, trying to do like Christmas decorating that didn't work, that that, uh, makes this song work so well. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about this montage is it's the whole family doing it. Like the babies are blowing up frogs and Fiona's... Dunning snakes to turn into candy canes and oh my gosh that was so funny <laughs> and one thing i will say about this special i love what good sweet dad shrek actually is to those babies he's like yeah. so enamored by them and it makes you really yeah. like him so he decorates the house with old underwear and tree stumps and everything and it looks like christmas for shrek right it feels yeah. all in character for him and he sits down to read a visit from saint nicholas to his children and that's when Donkey and the other fairy tale creatures burst in because, because Donkey he misinterpreted said, something. Oh yeah, go on, Tom. What happened? Because Shrek had said he he wants this to be just a family Christmas, and to Donkey, family means everybody, oh, right? This is we're all family here. Mm-hmm. So he bursts in with Pinocchio and Gingerbread Man and the three blind mice and the pigs and the big bad wolf and all the gang with more traditional Christmas stuff. Sure, Donkey even makes a comment about. You can't hang your dirty underwear by the fire. You got to hang stockings. (laughs) And they have a tree and a wreath. And it's very Christmassy. And it looks Christmassy. And he gets dragon to blow fire down the chimney. So they have a real fire. (laughs) And it ends up (laughs) destroying the rat. That, uh, yes, it's like destroys that poor possum. The, yep, that they were gonna eat. Um, <laughs> I so, really like the scene with the uh, gingerbread man during this when he gets sick. He's not feeling well, <laughs> overeats, and he throws up a little Hershey kiss. Hershey kiss. <laughs> Donkey. Donkey walks by. Ooh, chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shrek gets annoyed that his Christmas has been usurped, and he storms out to get some time alone. And Fiona says, basically, come back to the party. You know, come spend time with your family. They're our friends. Mm-hmm. So Shrek comes back in. He goes to kiss Fiona under the mistletoe. Pinocchio swings her away, cuts in. May I cut in? Woo! And uh, Shrek <laughs> spots his adorable freaking babies under the table playing with donkeys, adorable freaking babies. And uh, he leans down to tell them a story. But of course... <laughs> Donkey and the rest of them over here is telling a story and they decide to chime in with their own stories. And so Donkey's is essentially, he tells a story about like the parades and nutcrackers and- Oh, it's where he sings of... a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santa made out of waffles and it's this huge production and it is it is everything that we think of when we think of an over-productionized, I don't even know if that's a word, Christmas you see Over-commercialized Christmas. Over-commercialized. That's a word. That's the one. Thank you. That production. And then <laughs> So Puss's story. Puss's he, story he, is that he, he basically talks about tells a, a vision. Yeah, about Santa Claus coming to visit and doing all the Santa stuff. But at the end, it's just the excitement of the, the only thing the cat was worried about was the little ball on top of Santa's hat, the little tassel that he could play with. <laughs> and Puss and Boots gets distracted and he realizes what's happening and everyone's staring at him. He's like, I have shamed myself. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. One of my favorite quotes. 
So but if you think well, about it, it's one of the most cat moments. It's, it's kind of like the uh, the dog and up, you know, it's always in the middle of something. Squirrel. It's exactly well, like a cat to get distracted by a tassel. Uh-huh. Well, that that, and I loved when he first comes into the house and the kids get excited to see him, the babies get excited to see him, and he just sighs and he's like, oh, I shall assume the position. And he, did, <laughs> and he turns into a typical cat and lets the kids start pulling on his ears and tails and stuff. I thought that was really funny and really I cute. like how we can switch from being, uh, I like how the, the character of Puss in Boots can switch from being this this like tough cat to having these big cat eyes too, you know, like he'll do his like cute cat thing. Yeah, they get... It also hit me, we didn't tell what book Shrek got, did we? A visit from Santa Christmas Claus. for idiots. For village no, the, idiots. The, yeah, the Christmas for village idiots. A book <laughs> that even he could understand. <laughs> Christmas. So Gingy's story <laughs> is probably my favorite. And it's a horror story. So he tells about this date he had with his girlfriend, Susie, where they basically drive to, <laughs> drive to an overlook, like one of those make-out points, or what you think is make-out point. And he's telling a horror story, basically the, a version of the hook gets stuck in the handle of the car and it's a candy cane. And she chastises him for trying to scare her. They go to kiss and then Shinji actually hears something. She's like, oh, don't try to scare me. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then he, he turns on the headlights of his car and you see they're on a cookie plate. <laughs> and you see... It's like, and you see Santa from their point of view, and it's basically Godzilla. He doesn't even talk. He lets out like Godzilla's roar, <laughs> and he spots these two cookies on the plate, and he picks up Susie and starts bringing her to his mouth, and she's like, "No, Susie, no!" <laughs> and you just see crumbs going everywhere, and Santa devours her. <laughs> and then we're taken out of the story because Donkey calls it ridiculous, and they end up fighting. There's a they fight that breaks out. You don't know, ruins, you weren't there. You don't, they ruins, you don't know. They end up ruining <laughs> supper, though, and lighting Shrek on fire. Yep. And yes. that's when he, Shrek, Shrek finally loses, loses it. Sure. And kicks them all out of the house. No, he was well within his right to lose it here. I'm if sorry. If somebody lights your butt on fire, you have a right to get angry. That's if somebody just, steals your sweet moment with your kids away from you, you have the right to kick them out. I mean, that, I don't know. I felt bad for Shrek. I did too. Yeah. And then But we see something here. Okay, I'll fill it at the end here. No, go on. Go on, go on. Uh no, we'll finish it up and then I want to talk about how Shrek my mom is Shrek. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So after Shrek kicks them all out, Fiona decides to leave with the kids. And Shrek's like, Where are you going? And she said, She's she's basically appalled by his behavior. They're our friends, you know. It's not just going to apologize and make make up. Yeah, it's not just about what you want for Christmas, about what we want for Christmas, about what they want for Christmas. Christmas is about everyone, not just you. Well, because he slips and says that they ruined my Christmas. Yeah. She's like, it's not your Christmas. So she catches up to their friends and explains to Donkey what Shrek actually wanted for Christmas and how Donkey misinterpreted it. (laughs) And And then Shrek uh, comes. Donkey feels bad. And then Shrek comes and is remorseful. No, 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 no. His apology is... I'm sorry if you all took me kicking you out of my house the wrong way. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a few false starts. That's what that just made me laugh. That was good. Yeah. And then uh, he he lets he tells them all that this was his first Christmas ever, and uh, he, since ogres don't celebrate anything, and he got carried away basically, and he didn't understand what it was about, but he has a better idea now. And this is our Linus moment, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. They all return to the swamp and settle down to hear Shrek read the story of uh, The Night Before Christmas, featuring himself <laughs> as Ogre Claws. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's reading it, he as kicks he read- up. Well, I like it when they get back to the to their house, and um, the three pigs had already was it three pigs or the three blind mice had already fallen asleep, <laughs> and like we already took this place, and the wolf just kicks them out of the way and lays down. <laughs> Because they're all they're all gonna spend the night. They're all gonna sleep over at the Shrek house, right? They all bought their their <laughs> potato sacks and blankets for sleeping. <laughs> We're pigs in a blanket, yeah, yeah. It's funny, it's right? funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Shrek reads the night before Christmas, featuring himself as Ogre Claws, and when he gets to the end, they hear bells outside, and they all go outside to the Santa and his reindeer flying through the air 
Uh, <laughs> and gingerbread Gingy freaks out and runs back inside and slams the door shut. <laughs> and the special ends as Santa using his magic to put ogre ears on the moon and he flies mm-hmm. off and then fade to black the end. It was so good, y'all. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't. I'm not gonna lie. What I thought it was gonna be over the top or hooky. Um, I like the first time you'd seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, oh wow! I didn't know it existed. I don't really watch network TV, so I didn't know it existed. Oh. Uh, I like. <laughs> I like at the end when Shrek is apologizing, and he's like, you know, oh, and and we had this big big fight and. Um, they're trying to explain to him, you know, that's part of what Christmas is, right? Everybody gets on everybody's nerves and fights. And, and Donkey says, my mama used to, used to always say Christmas ain't Christmas till somebody cries. Usually that someone's me. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Shrek first puts up all the decorations and Fiona's like, it's beautiful. And Shrek's like, eh, it's passable. And Donkey's like, it's horrible. Usually it's just rope toilet paper run away. But whoever did this means business. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Anthony I do have to ask have, have you figured your pudding yet not yet how does one figgy a pudding I don't know it just sounds it sounds fun to say or figured your pudding <laughs> I love when Fiona's outside trying to comfort Shrek where they're all inside partying <laughs> and uh, they just hear the pigs talking. How many babies does Fiona have? Fiona has babies, and Fiona's like, "I should probably get, <laughs> better get that back to the house." <laughs> <laughs> um, in in Shrek's retelling of his version of Night Before Christmas, I like the hand, the goose part where he says, "Um." Uh- um <laughs> And to mom a kiss and a big Christmas goose, and he reaches down and then he goes 325 degrees, 20 minutes per pound. <laughs> uh, that was adult humor, big it. time, right there. Yeah. Uh, I liked it when I liked it when Donkey and Shrek are fighting, and Donkey says, "You go have yourself a Merry Christmas, Ebenezer Shrek," and Shrek goes, "And bah humbug to you too." I love, I love the beginning of that fight where Donkey's like, yeah, well, that's a real nice way to treat your guests on Christmas. And if you think I'm going to give you a present now, you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> and Shrek's like, you want to give me a present? Then go away. That's all I wanted. It was the night before Christmas. Not a swamp rat did creep. As mother and baby played kazoo in their sleep. And when that happened, and they started tooting ellie just lost it and started cracking up she's like they're playing the zoo with their bottoms <laughs> <laughs> i love the puss in boots boots story in my homeland we tell a very different tale of the santa santa nicholas he's not made of waffles the santa was suave he has nothing like that the santa i know was a hot latin cat he was dressed all in fur from his head to his paws and he stood there heroic a real santa claws red are his boots and so is his cape his sword is a cane that tastes like crab cake he wears a fine belt and a leather cravat and there's a cute fuzzy thing which hangs down from his hat and then he gets distracted by the hat <laughs> i have shamed myself <laughs> so was this a christmas special yeah, absolutely. Yes. Did it have a Linus moment? Definitely. Yes. So let's rank this thing. What would you give it okay, on our TV like special screen, list. y'all? I'm going to go with a 7.7. I'm going to go ahead and put this right up there with Frosty at nine and a quarter. Uh, you know what? I'm also going to go with nine and a quarter. So that gives us an 8.73. Which puts that number six on this list, right below Frosty the Snowman. Wow. And right above the Muppet Family. That was a good movie. It was good. It was very cute. It's like, I'm surprised this was your first time seeing it. They show it every year. I don't, yeah. I have cable because it's cheaper to have it, but I don't ever turn on anything other than my Apple TV. So you give Apple TV. Did you see there's a petition going around? I signed it trying to get them to give the network rights to. Um, 
peanuts? I have already canceled Apple Plus as a result of that. Apple TV Plus as a result of that. Oh, so I have a follow-up on last week's episode because, like, literally the day after we recorded it, uh, it's like Facebook and Twitter listen to our conversations. Uh, so something about uh, The Conjuring 2 came up. And it was about... The, so The Nun wasn't added until reshoots. They had shot the whole movie. And in its place was a typical looking, what you would assume a demon looks like in the Bible, like black with horns and wings and everything. And he thought it was too mm-hmm. out of left field. So he wanted to take it out and he wasn't sure what to add in its place. And then he was going through old interviews at the real Lorraine Warren, where she talked about her good friendships with local nuns. And he thought, well, it would make sense. This movie's testing Lorraine's faith if the demon took on this icon of her faith and corrupted it. So that's how he came up with the nun. Huh, that's better. That's yep. better than just a generic demon. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, she's not in there that much. Nope. They huh. reshot it all. We got a review, y'all. Actually, we got two reviews. I'm going to read Sidonia's. Sidonia from the U.S. wrote into. Oh, it's a review on Apple Podcasts, giving us an awesome five-star rating. She said, I love the interaction between the elves. Tend to side with Julia most of the time. I mostly caught up and have thoroughly enjoyed my listening journey. I can't wait for more episodes. Heart emoji, cat heart eyes emoji. Oh, I forgot to put the title. The best friendly movie review out there. We also got another five-star review from G.J. Davila, our good friend Jerry of Totally Rare Christmas, who wrote, So much fun. The elves truly have the Christmas spirit alive all year long. They're really like family. Must listen to Keep Christmas in Your Heart. God bless us, everyone. So So nice. That's a nice week when we get two of them, y'all. Yeah, it is. I want If you want to give us some Christmas cheer, if you want to help us have our Christmas cheer year-round, we would love some podcast love on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review. If you want to engage in the conversation from some of our reviewer leavers, <laughs> my English is awesome tonight, then you can find us on different places in social media. Just go to tisapodcast.com backslash Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, um, Twitter, and you can talk to us there. You can see some really cool hot chocolate bombs and like trailers coming up. If you're on our Facebook group, there's just a ton of stuff there that we post. Let's be honest that primarily Anthony posts in the name of the podcast. Thank you, Anthony. And that our listeners post also, um, the closer we're getting to Christmas, the, the more is happening in that Facebook group. And it's just full of really, really good people. Um, including it's some truly like a f- the podcasts. It's truly like a family. Case in point, I just hung out. I just met a listener over the weekend and hung out on Saturday, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Did a bunch of the Christmas stuff in New York City without the Christmas stuff actually being out. So if you want extra tips of podcast content on top of all of that, visit our Patreon. For, For as little as a dollar per month, you can get bonus episodes. We literally just dropped one two days ago. Uh, that we recorded with Craig of Weird Christmas in which we covered I Invented Christmas, a President Show Christmas in honor of the election coming up. We we just dropped our Beetlejuice episode for Halloween and a bunch of other Halloween content. We did not get our Dark (laughs) Knight, the first long Halloween review up for October, but maybe we can double up and do October and November in time for Thanksgiving. But that's definitely coming because that'll be a nice countdown through till next Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, and keep your eyes open Tuesday, tomorrow, for a bonus episode in your regular feed in which Todd Killian of Christmas Clatter Podcast joins us to discuss You're Not Elected, Charlie Brown, which was a really fun episode for to cover a really fun special that I think Julia, Tom, and Todd all saw for the first time. So y'all, we are officially in November and we may as well call this Netflix month because we have a lot of new Netflix content coming up. Starting with next week, we are covering Holiday, the new Emma Roberts movie. 
Again, not a Netflix original, but Netflix picked it up. And the week after that, we're covering a movie that I know Julia is very excited for, and that is 1998's Michael Keaton feature, Jack Frost. Uh, speaking of, did you see Michael Keaton's uh, Go Vote video? Mm-mm. No. He did, did this video. No, he did this whole video, though, where he talked about voting for Biden and Harris and why Trump is awful. And he said, and you know what? I know a lot of you saying, who is a celebrity? He doesn't mean anything. You know, he's a, he's part of the Hollywood elite. It doesn't matter. Well, guess what? I'm Batman. I know better than you. And he did the I'm Batman in his voice. Oh, my awful. gosh. That's so great. <laughs> Gotta look that up. Do you all know what else is exciting coming up? What? We only have 1,000 296 hours until Christmas. That's only 54 days. Oh my gosh, that's only seven weeks. Seven weeks. Better get your... (laughs) Just let me have this one time. That's all I want. I'll let you have it on the Christmas episode itself. That's all I really want for Christmas. This This year. year. (laughs) Jessica Biel and Megan Fox wearing nothing but their... Is that family guy? (laughs) <laughs> yes. <That's just> him, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. He took it from me. Such a hassle. Trash effects house is our pleasure. Push the chairs back, crank the dance tunes. Sure.